Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Friday, January 13th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A thin crust pizza cut into squares and topped with melty Prevel cheese Is there any other pizza in the country that creates as much debate as St. Louis style? Provel is the best. Provel is the world's most disgusting cheese. No, it's not. I seriously, we could fight right now. The pizza everyone loves to hate in just a few minutes. A deal to sell two furnaces at Granite City's steel mill may not be imminent. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports the sale may not happen without the blessing of the Steelworkers Union. Language in the union's contract allows them final approval of a sale. The prospective deal announced this summer by Pittsburgh-based U.S. Steel would sell furnaces to neighboring business Suncoke Energy to convert them into a different facility. The union estimates nearly 1,000 jobs would be lost if the sale is completed. USW local 1899 president Dan Simmons says his union doesn't approve the sale. However, he says he would like U.S. Steel to convert the furnaces themselves. They have to reach an agreement with us before they can make that sale. So when we say we're not interested and we think it should be them, we do have that leverage to have those kind of conversations. In a statement, U.S. Steel says it will continue to pursue an agreement and it will continue to analyze the best way to serve its customers. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is criticizing several sheriffs throughout the state for their vows not to enforce the assault weapons ban signed this week. That includes some Metro East counties. This new law bars high-capacity guns and ammunition. Existing owners of AR-15s and other weapons on the banned list can keep their guns if they register them with the state police. That's the provision which is drawing opposition from the sheriffs. Pritzker says those officials can't pick what state laws to enforce. They took an oath of office to uh, uphold the law uh, as law enforcement. That's their job. And I expect them to do that job. Dozens of sheriffs have issued statements denouncing the assault weapons ban, including those in Madison, St. Clair, and Macoupin counties. A new state-of-the-art veterans home in Quincy is taking shape seven years after Legionnaire's disease began killing residents. As Dave McKinney reports, Governor Pritzker is commemorating the progress. Pritzker made more than a dozen deaths of Quincy Veterans Home residents a cornerstone of his 2018 gubernatorial campaign against Republican Bruce Rauner. That came after WBEZ reporting exposed cover-ups by Browner's administration and triggered several changes in state law. A nearly $300 million replacement facility designed to be legionnaires-free is nearing completion, and Prisker was there to observe the final beam being laid. I think it sends a message to veterans everywhere in the country that this is a state that cares for the men and women of our military. Construction is scheduled to be completed by February 2024. This is Dave McKinney. Republican and Democratic leaders in the Missouri Senate agree on the need for another round of pay raises for state workers. Governor Mike Parson wants to give state workers an 8.7 percent cost of living adjustment. The plan includes an additional $2 per hour for some who are on late night or overnight shifts. Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Browden says he does not think Parsons' plan threatens the private sector. you got to do something. Clearly, we have a workforce at, at the state level that does a lot of important things for a lot of, um, a lot of people. So 
um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know what the House's view of it, but certainly I think we're, we're headed in the right direction. Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo is also supporting the pay raises. Harris-Stowe State University has a five-year plan to boost enrollment by about 50 percent. The university wants to achieve that growth by hiring more faculty and prioritizing student achievement. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Harris-Stowe is focusing on retaining students, adding science and technology programs, and extracurricular activities. Its strategic plan comes two months after the Higher Learning Commission notified Harris-Stowe that its accreditation is in jeopardy. The commission asked the university to clarify its metrics for student academic outcomes and graduation rates. Harris-Stowe President Latanya Collins-Smith says the notice helped the university better plan for the future. As we look at our strategic plan, we're beginning Beginning with evaluating our practices, evaluating who we are, who we want to be. Colin Smith says the plan will help Harris-Stowe attract students and compete with other universities. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Of all the regional pizzas in the country, few elicit as much debate as St. Louis style. From the podcast Hungry for Mo, Mackenzie Martin brings us the story of how this unique pizza and its controversial cheese came to be. Good morning! At Emo's Pizza in St. Louis, there's only one kind of pizza on the menu. A square-cut pie with a cracker-thin crust with topping stretching all the way to the edge. What really sets it apart, though, is the cheese. Every slice is covered in a melty layer of Provel, a smoky blend of cheddar, Swiss, and provolone. For customers like Stephanie Meyer, there's nothing better. So I love Provel. It is a great cheese on pizza. I love to snack on the cheese ropes. They're delicious. Emo's calls itself the original St. Louis-style pizza, and it does have a certain claim. But rather than having a single inventor, this style actually emerged slowly and organically, almost like a conversation between Italian-American entrepreneurs across the city. The first pizza restaurant in St. Louis was Melrose Cafe and Pizzeria. It opened in 1945, a few decades after pizza first arrived in the U.S. Owner Amadeo Fiore had moved to town to sing opera. So you might hear him singing in the restaurant, which is not uncommon for people in Italian restaurants. According to historian Ron Ells, the pie at Melrose Pizzeria quickly became a sensation, a thin crust pizza cut into squares. It was a bill as Neapolitan pizza pie. Fiore inspired numerous imitators across town, but it wasn't until 1947 that Provel entered the picture. See, Tony Costa, a grocery owner in St. Louis, and J.S. Hoffman Company, a Chicago food importer, wanted to create an entirely new cheese, capable of maintaining a melty, creamy texture when cooled. They even got it patented. And that's why St. Louis-style tastes exactly as good the next day. The cheese never congeals. Elle says Provel made its pizza debut in 1953 at a spot called Luigi's. There wasn't a big sign, we use Provel cheese. You didn't know what it was, just had a different kind of cheese. But you could also get mozzarella there. Provel didn't catch on in a big way until a decade later, when Ed and Margie Emo opened Emo's Pizza in 1964. Provel cheese topped every single one of their pizzas, which featured a cracker-thin and unyeasted crust. And, like Melrose Pizzeria, it was cut into squares. 
These days, you can get square party cup pizza in Midwestern cities like Chicago or Columbus. So Provel is arguably the element that defines the St. Louis style. Here's Emo spokesperson Mandy Manley. We love it because it has a low melting point. And so when it goes into the oven, it turns into this ooey, gooey, creamy, cheesy mixture that, oh my gosh, when you pull a piece off, you don't get the same stretch that you would with mozzarella, but the cheese stays on the slice. Aside from the Emo's location scattered across the region, though, Prevel still lives almost exclusively inside the city of St. Louis. And for every person who loves this cheese, there are plenty of others who compare its consistency to glue, candle wax, or plastic. Provel is the best. Provel is yes, the is. world's most disgusting cheese. No, it's not. I seriously, we could fight right now. That's talk show host Jimmy Kimmel arguing with Olympian Simone Biles. As you can see, this debate stretches far beyond the borders of Missouri. National food writer Kenji Lopez-Alt has traveled across the U.S. sampling all varieties of regional pizzas. And he says an interesting thing happened when he drove through St. Louis. So everybody thinks that their town has the best pizza, but St. Louis was the only town I've seen where there were equal parts people who seemed to love it and also people who kind of apologized before before I even tried it for the first time. It only took one trip for Kenji to declare a side, proudly pro-Provel. He jokes that St. Louis style sort of tastes like pizza-flavored nachos. It's not like any other style of pizza, and that's okay because St. Louis isn't like any other city. I'm Mackenzie Martin. Hungry for Mo is produced by KCUR in Kansas City. Support comes from the Missouri Humanities Council. No podcast Monday, we are taking the day to observe the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.